everybody. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. Today is Sunday, March 27th. So we have another sit rep coming at you all. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've done one of these, and I feel like there's enough goofy shit going on right now that um, <clears throat> I need to talk about it. You know, this stuff weighs on me. I think it weighs on all of us, and I think we all kind of cope with it differently. Uh, usually we just, you know, try not to think about it. That may be healthy, it may not be. I mean, just depending on how you uh, process and digest this. But there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Um, I guess, you know, particularly that, that involves us as American citizens and, and and just some stuff that I feel like we should talk about, you know. Um, so you can start with, uh, you know, before we start, uh, I'm going to say thank yous really quickly to uh, our our, our partners and sponsors that, uh, that help me do this every day. Uh, and I, I do mean every day. Cause if you guys think that I'm not working on this stuff while I'm not recording, uh, you never run a podcast. That's kind of how it works when you're trying to stay relevant and, and work on these things. But, uh, you know, just very quickly, thank you to Eclipse Holsters. Uh, they hooked us up with a discount code prepared mindset. It's going to save you guys 20% off. You head over to eclipseholsters.com, pick up a new holster, a mag carrier, dump tray, tourniquet carrier, some stickers, I mean, whatever you guys need. Great, great company. Justin and her team do do outstanding work. We're thrilled to be ambassadors for the, the fine, fine products that they make. Uh, I mean, we talk about it every week, right? They're an outstanding company. They'll have everything in the mail to you in three business days or less. Spend over 100 bucks, You get free two-day FedEx shipping. Not USPS, right, where it could be at your processing center for you know three to seven days before it gets picked up or you know lost or delivered to the wrong house, right? two-day FedEx shipping for free, anything over $99, which, I mean, if you buy a new uh, holster and mag carrier, you're pretty much right at that at that mark. So I mean, whatever you guys need, they can cover most makes and models with lights, without lights. Uh, I, I can't say enough how great a work they do. Head over to EclipseHolsters.com. Uh, it's what the team here all carries with. We've been thrilled. Obviously, we're uh, more than happy to step into ambassador roles, like I said. So, uh, Use our code prepared mindset, knock yourself off 20% and uh, pick up some new gear. You can also head over to uh, mymedic.com. Mymedic has been a supporting sponsor here almost as long as Eclipse has. If you guys need any medical supplies, whether it's parts and pieces or a whole kit, Mymedic will take care of you. You can use our code. It's mindset20. It's going to save 20% off of that order. And you can even build up points now. That's right. They have a reward system through Mymedic. You can build up points earn rewards with every purchase that you make while making sure that you and your family, your loved ones are well prepared for whatever comes down the line. Again, our code's mindset20. It's going to save you 20% off. We are also an affiliate partner with MyMedic. So you guys go through our offers page on Facebook. You can check out our uh, link tree page on our Instagram, head over to MyMedic. You can use our link and 10% of whatever you spend comes back to help support the team here at Prepared Mindset. Lastly, Dry Fire Mag. Uh, Dry Fire Mag is a great company that makes a awesome product that if you're very uh, budget conscious, especially right now <clears throat> with the cost of ammo, you got to have one, guys. Uh, Trevor and I both picked one up, saved us a ton of money. We were able to dry practice a bunch during lockdown all throughout this ammo crisis that we're kind of experiencing and, and still reeling from, right? Uh, great, great investment. 
honestly, uh, I think they're about a hundred bucks, uh, which is about mm, 250 rounds of nine millimeter, uh, a little bit yeah, roughly, um, at least based off the last prices I saw yesterday, I saw it for 21.99 for, I think it was Remington white box. Um, so for the cost of five boxes of ammo, uh, you have endless amounts of practice time with your Glock, SIG, M&P pistol, and they should be releasing their smart dry fire mag in the next couple weeks here. Turns your pistol into a cert gun, gives you laser feedback, so you have that visual and uh, audible response when you're working on your training. They're available through our link tree and our offers page on Facebook as well. They are affiliate partners with us here at The Prepared Mindset. So, got that out of the way. Big thanks to all of our sponsors and partners here. But let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk about the Ukraine or Ukraine. Um, the conflict there is still, still going on, right? Um, that hasn't changed. To their credit, the people in Ukraine are doing a, an awesome job. Um, they're, they're defending their home, right, from these Russian invaders, uh, from Putin's reach. And it does seem that you're starting – every day you're kind of hearing more stories, right? You're hearing more stories about, I don't say blunders, but issues within the Russian ranks, right? Um, I've heard everything from soldiers are puncturing their own gas tanks on their vehicles because they don't want to go fight. They don't know why they're there. They don't agree with why they're, agree with why they're there. I've heard that uh, protest groups in Russia are being jailed en masse for protesting this occupation, this invasion of Ukraine. Um, I've heard that the the resistance, right? The, I mean, it's not even the resistance because they're fighting as an actual country and government, but uh, it's a lot of civilian fighters, right? Shooting down Russian jets. Um, uh, I think I just read one on Fox News uh, that, or maybe it was Facebook or something, that uh, some kind of commander or officer in the Russian military was run over by his own soldiers in a Russian tank. So all, all kinds of shit's still going on with the conflict in Ukraine. And um, it seems that we as America, as the United States, are not really ready to get involved past the sanctions which we've imposed, um, which I have mixed feelings on, if I'm being completely honest with you. On one hand, I'm, I'm happy that we haven't gotten involved. Uh, on the other hand, I think that it's our duty as the largest military in the world, right, to help support countries and that that are falling victim to, to tyranny, you know. Um, I think the whole, the, the real point in the middle of all that is that for us to get involved, we really need to see more of the um, Western, Euro the European countries, really, dedicating military resources and being more involved, Um you know, sending ammo and food and, and, and stuff, that's all well and good. But without military action, this is going to drag out for a really long time. A lot of people are going to die on both sides. Uh, and I think that, you know, like I said, I see both sides of it. I think it, it's tough because uh, we are looked at as we need to be the force that comes in and cleans up all the world's problems. Uh which is an American taxpayer does kind of upset me sometimes because I don't agree with all the conflicts. I don't. Um, I think we do insert ourselves sometimes in situations we don't need to be in. And I know there's a lot of people that have been screaming that for years and years and years since George W. Bush was in office about, you know, why we ended up in Iraq because we had to finish what daddy started. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but there are obviously lots of people that feel that we 
don't need to be occupying countries uh, in the Middle East or in that region of you know Europe in that region of the world for any reason. Um, those are oddly though the same people that turn around and say, well, why aren't we doing more to help? Why aren't we going to help these people? Why aren't we going to send aid to those people? Why aren't we defending these people? And you just have to realize that there's limitations and then there's a rhyme and reason. And unfortunately, there's a lot of politics involved with all of those decisions. So I know uh, President Biden was in Europe uh, and and made some inflammatory comments about how we cannot allow this this madman to remain in power. He is now falling under fire um, from European leadership. I think the one I saw specifically was from uh, French leadership. Um, oh, making those kinds of comments. You know, those countries are very close to Russia. If we've seen anything in the in the recent weeks, it's been that um, you know. Putin doesn't really make um, reasonable decisions and common sense decisions. So with them being so close and with the, the such a large military that Russia has, that does put them directly in danger. Um, while America, honestly, I don't, I don't think we're we're not as we're not at as great of a risk. But I, I think it it shows to highlight, you know, and I I feel like I'm kind of on President Biden's side here, which does upset me a little bit. Is those countries need to step up. You know, a lot of these countries don't have any military to speak of because they have just not, they've pared it down and they've pared it down and they have chased the liberal idea of, we don't need this military. We don't need this much military. We don't need this. We we don't need this. And honestly, they've been okay to do that thus far because A, they're small countries to begin with, but B, because they have leaned so heavily, so heavily on the United States military to be the police of the world. So it's a, it's a complex issue. It's, it's still ongoing. And it's escalating in a lot of ways. Obviously, this these inflammatory comments, right? This is a problem. This is a problem because you can bet that Putin's going to want to retaliate to these kind of comments. How? I think that remains to be seen. But we did hear in the last couple of weeks now that we fear Russia, right, because they have nuclear weapons. Russia is a nuclear power. Okay, there's not a ton of them in the world, but Russia is one of them, and uh, the questionable leadership. Um, over the last couple of weeks, right, they've are they've um, Putin has ordered that their nuclear pro- program be put on standby, which is alarming because it's the first step towards actually engaging and using those weapons. So that's something to consider. On top of that, now we're finding out that you know Russia has access to uh, hypersonic weapons, okay, hypersonic cruise missiles. These weapons are. It's very concerning to hear that that. Russia potentially has perfected this technology. Um, these are missiles. These are weapons that can change course in flight. Okay, so while traveling, they can they can change destinations. Uh, they can they move at Mach five. All right, over thirty eight hundred miles per hour. They're like I said, they can change course. They're highly maneuverable, and because they move so fast, um, our defense systems really can't they can't stop them. Like think about thirty eight hundred miles an hour is pretty. It's pretty damn fast, right? Um, and if they truly have perfected this, it's a great concern because looking at the uh, media releases around this stuff, uh, the U.S. is still working on on hypersonic technology. Russia claims they already have them since they've, they've been working on this since the 80s, right? Now, the rest of the country has been suffering and their economy has been all up, down, and in the shitter and everything. And, um, you know, it's... 40 years they've been working to develop this kind of technology, but now they, they say they have them. Um, we think that China might have them. 
And now we're also hearing that North Korea is is claiming to have successfully tested two of these weapons. So not really anything positive to say out of all that, uh, other than that we're behind the curve um, in this kind of weapons development. <clears throat> and I would say that that's largely in part to military budget cuts, um, cuts in defense spending that have basically come down through the very uh, tail end of the Bush administration, obviously through all eight years of the Obama administration, and then um, obviously now in the in the Biden administration, let alone the massive cuts that we saw in the Clinton administration pre-9-11. Um, for whatever reason, it just seems like the Democrats want to cut all the military spending while also being the world police force. Like, you can't do it both ways. This, everything costs fucking money. Everything costs money. Um, and, and actually, in, in saying that, right, gas prices. If you guys have been paying attention, and I'm sure you have uh, if you drive anywhere, gas prices are not great. Uh, gas prices are actually, last time I remember these prices being in this price range um, was 2008, 2009, right when the Great Recession hit. Uh, when Obama was getting ready to take office or was in office, I should say. And, um, I remember I was a young college student. I was carpooling to work with a buddy every day to help save on costs because it was, you know, four bucks, four twenty-five. at some points for, I think I remember paying four forty a gallon one time for gas. Now we're, we're at points across the country today in, in California and some other, uh, let's, you know, highly, populated and expensive states, right? I'm sure maybe New York's on that list, but uh, $7 a gallon, $7 a gallon. And uh, there's news breaking in the last uh, day or two here that a Saudi oil storage depot was attacked and blown up. So that's more oil that becomes less accessible, which means the price per barrel of oil jumps again, um, which means that the price of the pump is going to go up again. Um, now I don't think I have all the answers, but at some point, enough of these things start to happen where you look at our, our wonderful president, right? And we say, why are you not reactivating the Keystone pipeline? Why? We are producing more than enough oil to sustain what the United States needs. And then some, we are actually exporting energy. We were creating energy export and bringing money back into the country, which is important because we have, you know, a gigantic national debt and all this. Uh, but no, no, instead we are still, we are still relying on foreign powers for the energy that powers our vehicles, that gets our, our first responders and our citizens to and from work every day, uh, to schools, to functions. Uh, I mean, it's, I know a lot of people get pissed about it. A lot of people get pissed about it, but the world runs on oil. We use gas for everything. It's just the way it is. It's a really, really nice dream to think that we can just let that. I don't even say we, that the liberals can just leverage these positions to force everybody to buy electric vehicles. Uh, unfortunately, it's not how it works. All right. Um, not being able to afford four fifty a gallon, five dollars a gallon at the pump, doesn't mean that you can all of a sudden magically justify and afford a fifty or sixty thousand dollar Tesla, which largely seat um, four people. You know, and I don't know about everybody, but I know that there are families that are larger than four people. I know this because uh, I have eyes, and also because I grew up in a family of six, 
where my mother always had a minivan because we could actually fit the entire family in one vehicle. My father drove a a quad cab truck because we could fit, we could fit all six people in the truck, usually five. So if, you know, myself, my three brothers, and my dad were going somewhere, mom was at home, right? The five of us could comfortably fit in his truck. Five is still more than four. Six is still more than four. Um, and if, you know, I know you can make arguments that you can fit three people in the backseat of a sedan, but uh, I don't know if you've if you've looked at modern sedans versus the size of your average American. Um, it's not a great fit, guys. It really isn't. So um, th- that, that shit really bothers me as well. You know, uh, the justification for it's okay the gas prices are high because this is a price of freedom. We're all just going to have to bear through this together. And this is this is in general the uh, the speaking line that Jen Psaki, right, who is the uh, White House press secretary, is feeding the media day after day, just towing that company line, just pulling that that you know Democrat agenda, talking Green New Deal, talking about emissions, talking about how electric vehicles are the future. Uh, Biden in his State of the Union address going out of his way to cheer for companies like GM and Ford who are putting $11 billion into research and development of electric vehicles finally, which, by the way, electric vehicles were a thing and were successful in the mid-90s, and uh, General Motors killed the program. They recalled all the vehicles and had them destroyed. Um, There's a couple documentaries on it. This is pre the Chevy Volt. I forget what they called the one that was in the mid-90s, but they got rid of them when they realized how much it would impact the gas and oil industry and um, that it was not profitable to produce an electric vehicle for the masses at that time. But we're supposed to believe that it's okay now because now it just fits a broader political narrative, right? Oh, it's all in the name of the planet. Right, because we don't have any technology that allows for emissions filtering or emissions limitations or how to burn fossil fuels cleaner, right? I mean, I I get all of that comes into the conversation, but some people are so just, they're so wrapped up in the environmental side of this. Like, I mean, that's, that's cool, but your, your privilege is showing, all right? There's a lot of people in the rest of the world that put out as much or more uh, emissions than we do. And, um, and don't have the, the options to purchase electric vehicles. Look at countries like Russia, Afghanistan, uh, anywhere in the Middle East, right? They've been driving the same Toyota Hiluxes and Corollas for the last 40 years. It's not going to change anything. And I mean, I hate to kind of spoil it for everybody here, but their emission controls are, are not, not really up to date over there. This is, it's the same reason why, you know, everyone got so out of, bent out of shape, right? When Trump uh, pulled us out of the Paris Agreement and uh, then, you know, the the liberals lost their minds, right? Because, oh, what about the environment? He must not care about the environment. Republicans must not care about the environment. Conservatives must all hate the environment and want to see it die. Ironically, conservatives, the ones who are typically, right? Not in all cases, but typically hunters who have a greater mind for conservation than than most folks because they have a finer appreciation for the environment, for wildlife, for the outdoors, for nature, right? The, where they go to hunt, uh, where they go to kill a deer and get meat to provide for their families and, and things like that, who people like Stephen Ranella, right? Uh, the, the gentleman that's the host uh, on the show Meat Eater has written several books, um, is incredibly knowledgeable about outdoors, wildlife, fish and game, uh, is actually a native of my own Michigan, right? 
has a finer appreciation for these elements. Now, I don't know what Mr. Ranella's political affiliations are, and I wouldn't assume to uh, align him with a party, but um, people that, that spend more time outdoors have a finer appreciation for the outdoors, just like people who spend a lot of time working on cars have a finer appreciation for great automobiles versus those of us that are just happy to have one that runs, okay? It's just you're a victim, you're, you're a creation, you're a product of your circumstances, is what I'm really getting at with that. Um, so it's just, it's, it's hard to look at this really, um, and think that things are going well right now. You know, we're coming up on midterm elections in about six months. Um, we'll really be ramping up in six months, seven months, uh, and eight months is when we have the actual election. So we will be seeing a lot more campaigning on both sides, which I think honestly right now is why we're starting to get easing on, COVID mandates. Um, and I think why we're starting to hear discussion of another fantastic idea to come from the Democratic Party. Um, and I, I'm so mad about this, uh, is with gas prices coming up due to this, they want to blame it on Russia. It's Russia's fault. It's Russia's fault. Everything is Russia's fault. There's a really awful clip of the president being asked a question, getting off Air Force One, and he said, you know, yep, gas prices are up. It's Putin's fault. Not, I mean, it's just like, nope, don't blame me. Don't talk to me. It's not my fault. It, he's so dismissive and curt about it. The man's a damn idiot. I, I just, I can't understand how people thought that somehow dealing with this level of incompetence was better than electing a second term for Donald Trump. Or even if you want to talk about how Trump needed to get out of office because so many people didn't like him and he made some questionable decisions, right? That the Democratic Party could not find somebody more capable uh, to hold the office. I just, I can't, I can't fucking believe that this is who we're stuck with, but I digress. The new, the new idea that everybody thinks is just going to be all wonderful and is what Americans need now is another stimulus package. We need a stimulus package for gas prices. We're going to roll out another stimulus package to help Americans pay for gas. And I don't know about you, Right. But if you look at how, what did we get in our first stimulus packages? You know, um, three grand roughly, right? Um, how long is that really going to last for gas for you? Also, why? Why? Uh, if your focus truly is the environment, you should be happy people aren't driving. You should be encouraging people to look at ulterior modes of transportation, like, carpooling, biking, taking mass transit like buses or um, here in Detroit, we have the people mover or the monor you know, we have monorails and light rails and things like that in various uh, cities all over uh, the country. But instead, you're going to give out a stimulus package because more free money from the government, right? We're pushing that socialism agenda that we apparently, you know, Bernie Sanders didn't have it figured out and I'm, and I'm not supporting Bernie Sanders and his agenda at all. I'm not supporting socialism either. Um, it just it's it feels like a lot of the messaging that we get, though, politically speaking, is very like wires crossed. You know, oh no, socialism isn't right. Uh, this isn't what we're doing, but it is what you're doing because you're giving out more free money, and then you have people screaming, "Well, I don't, you know, uh, no, I, I don't like socialism." Um, but then you love the free money and I get it because who doesn't love free money, but at some point you have to like wake the fuck up and realize that the valuation of the U S dollar is in flux and it, we're at the, 
precipice of what looks like it's going to be another recession, right? We talked about a couple episodes ago with Trevor um, that interest rates are coming uh, are coming up. Um, it, a lot of this is it, are the signs are there. Now, I'm not saying we have we're on the brink of another 2009. I'm, I'm not the the Great Recession, the Great Depression, right? Those are obviously historic for the circumstances and the times, right? No, I don't think we're we're lined up for another housing market collapse. Um, I do think we're going to see values drop in the housing market because they've been um, overinflated the last two years. Um, and then we have these large corporations that have been allowed that um, receive government subsidizing and things like that to go buy up homes and then resell them at an enormous profit. Um, <clears throat> so I do think we're, we're in a position, unfortunately, to see the housing market kind of take a little bit of a nosedive. Um, we're just not going to see it fall out the way we did, you know, 13 years ago. So, um, that, that's something else to consider when you're looking at, yeah, yeah. Another stimulus package. Well, the value of the dollar is going to just fucking crash, right? It's just, it's, you think about it like supply and demand and it's a very similar relationship while not totally identical. Um, if everyone has it right, if supply is super high, demand becomes low. Okay. It, cause if everyone has it, then no one needs it. If no one needs it, then its value becomes what? Worthless, essentially, right? Just like drinking water in the United States. Everyone has it. So bottled water is what? A couple bucks for a a pack of it um, versus some places in the world that don't have access to, to water. And that stuff is worth its weight in gold to have clean drinking water, potable drinking water, right? Um. Same thing with the U.S. dollar. If you keep giving out all of this government-created funds and everyone has it, the value goes down. Go out and get a fucking job, right? There, are, Places are paying more now than they ever have before. Fast food establishments are paying $14, $15, $17, $19 an hour starting at retail-level basic entry positions. Jobs that used to pay 12 and 13 bucks an hour are, have now seen, what, a 30% increase, a 40% increase in the starting in the starting offer because of everything that's going on, uh, you know, post-COVID. So, yeah, it sucks that gas costs more money. I'm not saying that it's right, but um, a stimulus package certainly is not going to be the answer that we need to address that concern. What we do need to do, okay, is reactivate the Keystone Pipeline. Then we actually are bringing more money into the country and stimulating our economy because we're then able to export energy. Additionally, we're creating thousands of jobs, which were destroyed on day one of the Biden administration when he signed the legislation to shut down the pipeline, Um, which he should love because they went all through Biden's State of the Union address talking about how many jobs they had created, how many new jobs. And in fact, it was just jobs that the the you know, unlawful mandates and business closures. It was jobs that those had destroyed and taken away. So if you had a thousand jobs and you you ordered everybody to close everything up and you lost a thousand jobs, when you finally lift those, those unconstitutional and unjust mandates and closures and those thousand jobs come back, you didn't create a thousand jobs, sir. You just gave back, you're at a net zero. Okay. You, you, you just, you haven't lost anything. You haven't gained anything. 
So it's really disingenuous that um, we're we're hearing these kinds of statistics and numbers touted about how like Biden is some kind of great economist um, because of how many jobs they've created. Oh, and the economy's flourishing. Or on the flip side of the coin, any economic problems we have are all Donald Trump's fault because it's all his failed policies. Just like all of Don- Donald Trump's you know success was actually thanks to Obama. And it's it's totally unrealistic because every you know it, it's just not the way it works. The country had seen the lowest level of inflations and the lowest levels of unemployment than we that we'd ever seen under President Trump. For all the wrong things that man did, for as brash as he was, you can say he was arrogant. You can say he was egotistical. You can say he you can say whatever you want about him, but the facts don't fucking lie. Things were better. Gas prices, we just, I was just talking with Lexi uh, yesterday, two days ago. She saw a memory jump back up on her Facebook and had paid $1.14 at Costco for gas. And now we're paying $4.40 a gallon, $4.25 a gallon. It's just, it's unbelievable, the the ineptitude. And what's even more upsetting is I just finished uh, this book, Countdown Bin Laden by Chris Wallace, right? Chris Wallace that used to work for Fox News. Um, and it's just hilarious that, you know, everyone talks about Fox News being right-leaning b- because they are, you know, that's a rightful assumption. Um, and Wallace goes out of his way to just trash Trump multiple times unnecessarily. It doesn't add to the book. You know, it's a book about Leon Panetta and, and the CIA and all the intelligence work that's done, uh, you know, throughout this process and then ultimately presenting the package uh, to President Obama and Secretary of State at the time, Hillary Clinton. And then you talk about uh, McRaven and and the SEAL teams that went in to conduct the raid and how Rob O'Neill and Will Chesney and Cairo you know, were all involved in the raid and stuff. Bringing Donald Trump unnecessarily into the book um, just because of the state dinner that Obama was at the night before the bin Laden raid. Um, and then even at the end, the epilogue of the book had to go out of his way to trash Trump and talk about how he wouldn't concede the election and all the riots on the Capitol and the attack on the Capitol by people that didn't want to allow Congress to certify the election. You know, I just, I'm, I'm so fed up with, with weak leadership in, in our country today that is unwilling to assume responsibility for any of the problems it has created. These problems did not exist under the previous administration. Okay. Putin was in check. He hadn't. He had not invaded anybody yet because of how Trump handled the situation. It's a fact. Go look at it. We were on plan and on track to remove troops over time from Afghanistan. Now that whole area is volatile because we don't have the footprint in that region of the world that we once did because we just pulled everybody out at once. Biden let the fucking terrorists in Afghanistan give him an ultimatum. He is pandered. He has been weak. His foreign policy is atrocious. Uh, and it continues to be so with comments like what we were talking about earlier. Um, and now Europe is less than thrilled with the administration. Um, so it, there's, like I said, there's a lot going on. I feel like every time we do one of these, there's a lot going on. Um, when you follow world affairs, there there is a lot. Um, I think that how this kind of ties back to everything we do here is that um, things might get a little bit weird again. The weather is starting to get warmer. Um, we're talking about more stimulus. Uh, I, I saw another headline that in the Northeast that there's another COVID variant, you know, who knows if they're going to try and push more lockdowns and mandates. Um, 
Hell, you know what? We could be looking at, we could have this discussion in 12 months, be back in lockdowns because we're, we're done with the midterm elections. Uh, so the political parties are no longer concerned with, with getting votes and maintaining positions in, you know, the house, the Senate within, within Congress. Right. Um, and when I say the political parties, I am mostly talking about the Democrats. Um, I try not to be so one-sided politically in these discussions. And I do honestly try to keep an open mind. Um, but it really truly has been one, one side pushing for all lockdowns and leveraging fear for everything. Um, and this we've, I know we're, we're about 30 some minutes in, we still haven't talked about, you know, the ATF overreaching again. They just issued another letter, another opinion, right. On forced reset triggers or FRTs. Essentially they issued this letter to all FFL holders, all gun stores or gun dealers saying that you have FRT triggers that qualifies the firearm as a machine gun and therefore makes it illegal. Um, and just like bump stocks and braces and these arbitrary rules with the ATF, uh, they continue to come through. We still don't have a leader of the uh, ATF and it seems that not a whole lot's being done to address the issue. They're kind of a rogue agency in my mind. Um, they have no direction and they're not actually a legislative body. So I am some, I am along with many Americans, um, somewhat confused and somewhat enraged that they're being allowed and enabled to behave this way um, without any checks and balances. It's sort of like they're operating outside the law because as a law enforcement agency, you are only your your role is to enforce laws that are on the books, not to create new laws that you can then enforce yourself. That's literally the antithesis of checks and balances and how our whole political and, and le- legislative and legal system works. And it's an infringement of Americans' rights. Okay, due process. All right. I may not agree with it, but if it's a law that gets passed in the House, in the Senate, right through Congress, then it becomes a law, and then it can be enforced by your law enforcement agencies, by the FBI, by the ATF, by your local police departments, right? It's like your local sheriff coming around going, um, yeah, you can't have red brick on your house anymore. It's like, well, my house is, it, it, it is this way and I like it this way. And this is the way I like my home. Nope. We're saying it's illegal. And, um, if you don't have it changed in the next 30 days, you're going to be, you'll become a felon. And, yeah, I mean, there might be an oversimplification for some people, um, but it's it, it it's just as ridiculous. You cannot just make this shit up as you go and then enforce it as um, infallible, you know. Uh, so lot lots going on right now. I don't I don't know that we'll see a resolution to any of this in the near future. If we do, I'll certainly be talking about it, um, and I know that you guys will probably be watching out for that. Um, but that, that wraps it up. Uh, I usually like to keep these, uh, right around 30 minutes. We're almost 35 or so here, I think. So, uh, I'm going to crack open another squirt and, uh, check out the rest of the March madness that's going on today and try and enjoy what's left of my Sunday. And I wish you all the best and I hope you enjoy your Sunday evening as well. That's all for me folks until next episode though. Like we always say here, you get out there, you work hard, train smarter, And as always, be prepared.